This episode of the Unravel podcast is recorded and produced on the lands and waterways of Wajak Noongar Butja. I acknowledge Wajak Noongar of the Bibbulmun Nation as the traditional and ongoing custodians and original storytellers of the lands, waterways and skies on which I live and work on and look up to. And I pay my deepest respects to their elders past, present and future. And through them extend my deepest respect and solidarity to all Aboriginal and Zenith Kess peoples. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the third episode of the Unravel podcast. I hope you've been keeping well since we last met. It's very humid today and I've been cooling off inside whilst the crickets chirp loudly outside. Bunaru is a great time for fishing and I have been dreaming of saltwater and rivers all day. <laughs> I wanted to enter our conversation around the relationship that we build with our audiences through looking at the protocols we set for creativity. Last year, I had the privilege of talking story with Dr. Temi Leopold Baker, who is a Kanaki Maoli scholar and storyteller. And you can listen to this conversation on a podcast that I co-host with Brandon Takedena called Sawatakin. My discussions with Ha'iliopua inspired me to formalize a spine to thread through the foundations of everything that I create. And I called the spine Tohuinga Ohe Tangata, which in Ngangana Tokilao refers to the rightful position of a person, in this case, a storyteller. This spine is a culmination of how I have worked creatively and as an educator for the last 10 years, building upon my conservatoire and community training and industry experiences. So in the next 10 episodes of Unravel, I'm going to name and unpack a little bit of each bone in this spine. It's important to name that this spine is foundational, not dictatorial or authoritative. It's a place from which I build frameworks that are specific to each unique story and community that I'm collaborative with and through. So it is imperfect and it's fluid, but it's informed by my Anganuku and Yitovo as a Tokilawan Fijian storyteller. And when I'm working with devisers and makers, I encourage them to interpret this spine through their own creativity and cultural protocols. So through Tohunga Ohe Tangata, each storyteller is guaranteed entitlement to assert their rights. And I developed it to ensure the cultural safety of performance development and production is named and negotiated with openness and transparency. This episode is going to touch on the first bone of the spine, genealogy. And it asserts, all storytellers involved must have a genealogical connection to the stories produced, and they have a right to challenge those without lived experience and genealogical ties on any assertion that they have an entitlement to embody stories that are not of their peoples. Ooh, unpopular opinion. Let me tell you, it is wild how many people take issue with this assertion. (laughs) So why start with genealogy? So many people would hear that and think, you are limiting your opportunities and the amount of stories that you can tell and the places you can see and be. And you know what? Like every time all roads lead to my my lineage, I couldn't escape it. When considering my relationship to the conversations around cross-cultural casting, cultural consultancy, diversity, equity, inclusion, blah, blah, blah. I had to admit that I needed to take a position on how I felt about all these things. And for a while, like I said, I told other people's stories 
as an actor is trained to do, but eventually it began to feel like I was fighting myself. I wanted opportunities to tell Pacific stories and was upset when I saw non-Pacific people not only writing our stories, but performing our stories. Or people who were from the Pacific would take any kind of job, even if they didn't fit the genealogical brief. So the logic began to dissolve. How could I feel some type of way about the other people telling stories of my community and my ancestors when I was doing that to other communities and their ancestors? Yeah, I couldn't. Change the situation or change the way you think about it. And so I decided to do both. I learned to shut up and focus on telling the stories that I want to be part of and be transparent and methodical about how I did that. So that's why I returned to focusing on moving through telling stories from my Ngahua. And since doing so, here are 11 things that genealogical storytelling has allowed me. One, this allowed me to deepen my relationship with myself, my family and my ancestors. Two, deepen my respect for the lands, waterways and skies on which I work and live on and under. Three, deepen my respect for First Nations storytellers and their worldviews elsewhere. Four, strengthen my cultural knowledge across my people's storytelling forms. Five, build an elasticity and rigor in navigating how to switch between storytelling forms. Six, assert boundaries on what is shared in my work and what is sacred. Seven, understand my limitations without becoming frustrated. Eight, create opportunities for master storytellers in my communities to work alongside me. Nine, rebuke the diluting of what is unique to me and how I tell stories as a Tokelawan Fijian. 10, which gave me the courage to reject universal acronyms such as CALD, C-A-L-D, or BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C. And 11, it encouraged me to accept and love complexity. So as I said earlier, this is an imperfect and fluid spine. It was not created with the intent of being absolute, but rather a way to find a position from where to begin. That's the end of my offering for this episode on my spine, tohuinga o hetangata, and genealogy. If you like our work at Unravel, you can support our podcast or Studio Kim by subscribing, sharing, becoming a patron, or buying us a coffee via the links in our show notes. Or you can also leave us a review, shoot us a message to let us know your thoughts, or subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date with our projects. Our hero illustration was created by our beautiful sister, Elsie Andrews. Audio was recorded and edited by myself. Thanks for listening, Ken. Take care, Ni. Mother.